This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. Good to hear your sound. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Destiny. Good morning, Destiny. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valuables. Rochelle, happy Wednesday. Good morning, Declare Victory. Happy Wednesday, Rochelle. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hello. Good morning. Danette has joined. Good morning, Danette. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Happy Wednesday. I have a prayer request. Um, uh, our power was, went out, if they said, for two hours, but it's lasted all night. My food is, my refrigerator is, um, my food is, is hot. <laughs> my freezer, everything is melted. So, and I literally just went to the store a couple of days ago, but I mean, you know, not a dire situation or anything, but it's going to be challenging trying to get ourselves together this morning. Right. Okay. I needed to call in. Thank you. Yes. 
Yes, okay. I I have you down. We're going to pray for the power to be turned on quickly. Amen. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Lisa Marie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Lisa Marie. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. This is Lisa Sylvia, and I have a prayer request. <laughs> okay, I am ready. Okay, I am praying for strength in the Lord as I just started my second year of seminary with four classes. Been up since 4.30, written two papers already this morning. Have to go to work. So I'm working 40 hours a week, four classes. But God is good. Just pray for my strength. Thank you. You're so welcome. And, yes, we will be praying for you. Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. I have another prayer request, another friend of mine that I grew up with just found out yesterday he passed. So keep a foster family and, and Ross family and my family in prayer, please, and to keep me uh, looking at the Lord. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Sister Lisa, can you tell me the last names of the families? Okay, Foster, the Foster family, and then the Ross family. I mean, back to back, Lori, but he's in control. I know not to believe that, and that he knows we would be here at this point in time. Okay, I I got it down. Thank you. Thank you for letting us know, and we will be lifting up the Foster and Ross family. Yes, thank you. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You're Thank so you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Happy Wednesday, Valacita. It's Krishanda. Good morning. God bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Happy. Love you too. Thank you. Hey, good morning, VB. It's Didi. God bless you. I'm just grateful to have breath this morning. Thanks be to amen. God. Amen, amen. I'm right there with you. Good morning. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Declare Victory. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, Pretty. Good morning. <laughs> Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us daily during the month of September, where our theme for the month is disruption. All the declarations will focus on the disruption on ourselves, 
others and items that are out of the will of God and his word. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. We have some spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Danette. She's asking for prayer. Um, the power has been out at her home all night, and she recently went grocery shopping, had a freezer full of food. So let's pray that the power gets turned back on quickly. Uh, Sister Sylvia is asking for prayer for strength in the Lord as she has started her second year in seminary while working full time. So she's got a full plate. So we'll lift Sister Sylvia for strength. And then Sister Lisa is asking for prayer for the Foster and Roth family. Um, she says that her friend has recently passed away. So we're going to pray for peace and comfort to be upon the Foster and Roth family. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declarations by Dion. And then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is found in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4 through 6. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you this morning. We bless you for your goodness and your mercy. We bless you for your love and your kindness. We bless you simply because you're good and your mercy endureth forever. Father, we thank you for the dawning of a new day. We thank you for just the grace to see it. Father, we thank you as we approach this day that we do so looking to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, to order our steps and to direct our pathway, God. We 
make the intentional decision to lean not to our own understanding, but to acknowledge you in every way, knowing that if you direct our path, that we'll be going according to the direction that you have chosen for us today. Father, we come before you today, God, with prayer and with supplication, lifting up the petitions that have been read for prayer. Father, we lifted those unspoken prayer requests and those that are still on the tablets of our heart. Father, we thank you that you made us and you know all about us, so you know our thoughts are far off. God, we thank you that you hear us when we pray. We thank you for every prayer that has been answered. We thank you for every prayer, God, that has been stored up in heaven, even on our own behalf. Father, we just bless you. Father, we thank you for this safe space that we can come to. For your name alone is great, and it is a strong tower for us to run into and find safety in time of trouble. Father, we come before you today on behalf of all of those that are standing in the need of prayer. Father, we lift them up to you today. Father, you made them and you know all about them. And so we're asking that you do what only you can do, and that's to be God in their lives, to be God in their bodies, to be God on their behalf. Father, we lift up those that are in need of healing, God. We ask that you would touch them. From the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet, Father, we ask that you would regulate everything that is dysregulated. Father, according to your will, we pray for healing and deliverance. Father, we lift up those who are in the hospital, those that are in nursing homes. God, we lift up those that have been affected by this heat. Father, we ask that you would bless God and cover and protect those that are on the streets, those that are without shelter, the unhoused, Father, we ask that you do what only you can do. Father, as we stand and we live and we sit and observe this unprecedented time, we thank you that God this heat. Even the heat didn't take you by surprise. You're the all-seeing God. You're the all-knowing God. So, God, we ask that you would protect those that we can't protect, those that are outside of our arms reach, those that we can't affect personally. Father, we trust them, their safety into your care. Father, we lift up those that are run away on today. Father, we pray for the children on today, those that are missing. Um, God, those that are away from home for whatever reason, Father, we lift them up to you. Father, we ask that you will look on those parents who are still waiting for on word for their children, whether it's been months, days, years, hours, Father, we ask that you would reveal the whereabouts of children. Father, we ask that you would continue to keep them safe. Father, we lift up those that are in need of employment on today, those that are in need of housing on today. God, we ask that you would do what only you can do, and that's the open door. Make ways. Father, we thank you that we have testimonies of you making ways out of no ways, being bridge over troubled water. Father, we ask that you, if you did it before, we recognize that you can do it again. So, Father, we turn that over to you, every worry, every stress. Father, everything that would stand to give us anxiety and depression, we yield it to you today. We come vulnerable to you today. We come open and we Empty out the contents of our heart and the contents of our thought, Father, because this is the safest place that we can find. 
The safest place in the whole wide world is in your arms and in your will and in your hands. So, Father, we come today like little children. We, before our Father, we come as empty vessels before a full fountain, and we empty ourselves so that you can fill us up. Father, we ask that you will fill our cups until we overflow. We bless you today. We bless you today, God. As we get ready to take our phones off of mute, we do so with joy and enthusiasm, recognizing that you not only hear us when we pray, but God, you are a prayer answering God. You are still working miracles. We thank you that your blood still works. We thank you that you are both alive and well. We thank you that you see all and you hear all and you know all. So God, even the things that we didn't mention, we thank you that you are already aware. So as we take our phones off of mute, thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship Lord. you today. Hallelujah. I'm 
before you and ask that you'd hide me behind the cross. This morning, Father, get the glory out of our lives. But more importantly, give us revelation and understanding. Give us wisdom. God, let broken systems be dismantled. Let there be a supernatural disruption in stinking thinking. God, revolutionize somebody's thought process today. God, locate your children on a different level, God, that our understanding would be enlightened. Unscale our ears. Unscale our eyes. God, circumcise our hearts that you would get the glory out of our lives. Restore faith, Jesus. God, do something new today in your people. Do something like only you can from an authentic and your place. God, let pride be capsized. Let none of me show up but all of you. God, I submit myself to you. I surrender myself to you. And I thank you for this word as it hits me before I'm ever empowered to deliver it. I thank you, Father, for the process. And I appreciate that you trust me to share the process with others. Thank you, Abba. This morning, we call you our Father. We call you Majesty. We call you Great and Awesome. We call you all that we need, for you are I Am. You are Emmanuel. And I thank you this morning simply for being with us. 
God, so now uh, open up my heart. Open up even that which you've already given me and expand it with the capacity that only can be done from the heavens. I call on all the angels assigned to my life that this listening be a complete and utter disruption <laughs> that somebody today be liberated because you made me free. It's in the matchless name of Jesus, I declare it. I decree it. I stand on it. I expect in Jesus' name, we ask the Father. Amen. And God, I thank you. Hallelujah. So good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy Wednesday to each and every one of you. I'm excited this morning. I feel almost like Christmas Eve um, as the Lord began to paint pictures um, that I might share this morning. Um, not only am I grateful, uh, but I'm excited for you because I have a feeling that this morning something will be said that's going to jar something in you that's going to shake you out of your place of complacency into a place of believing God for the promise. Thank you, Valuable. Thank you, Bree Bree. No apologies needed. Um, I think I need the extra time this morning. So it is Wednesday, y'all. You know it's my favorite it's the day uh, that I get to pour. It's a day that I get to spend time. Uh, can you guys hear me? I think I was muted. Did you guys hear anything I said? Somebody let no, me know. No, we can hear you. No, oh, we hear you. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, it's, it's the day that um, I look forward to every week, whether or not you guys know it. Um, and I, I, as Tanya, so... Uh, proudly reminded us last week. I remember the first time that uh, I got ready to declare mid-share. I hung the phone up. Need y'all to know this is absolutely not something I have to do. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that. I can't do Jesus. That's stupid. Why would you suggest such a ridiculous thing? But isn't it good to know that every word that proceeded out of his mouth has got to come back to me and produce so this morning, I'm, I'm excited. It's the day we have set aside to fast. I appreciate these fasting days. Uh, they have helped me to uh, shift my feelings and emotions. They've helped me to gain and garner my focus and to uh, stay steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. They've helped me to give myself uh, uh, past when there is therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus because my past is low down child and without the Holy Ghost watch me <laughs> check it out with the Holy Ghost watch me but I'm grateful that I don't have to govern my life today that's good news to me that's good news to me uh I am, I'm excited because my sound is skipping. Okay, so then let me let me do something before I start because I can't afford for this to skip. One second. One second, guys. Uh-oh, sorry, sorry.
Okay, let me do a sound check again. Rochelle, is this better? Yes, ma'am. Awesome, thank you. Disruption. <laughs> so that that is our our topic. Um, and I don't know if you guys have noticed at all, but um, this this month has begun just a, a little bit different, a little bit shifty, uh, which is not our normal pattern. But that's what happens when there are disruptions. It's necessary interruption in the process. But what what I've discovered is that anytime there is an interruption in anything, it shifts everything around it. And uh, this morning, I want to coin uh, this conversation, uh, and and it's going to have a subtitle too, honey, because we're going to laugh this morning, but I promise you that if you lean in with me, grab a pen and some paper, it's going to shift things. I had a plan uh, that I've had since last week uh, of teaching something very specific. And in the middle of me studying, uh, the Lord took me somewhere else. And uh, it is timely and poignant. And it is for now because I'll help you be able to put some dots together uh, in your own faith existence and how you process your information. So I want to uh, title this, would somebody come look at this? <laughs> i look at this, right? And my subtitle is, listen, they going to be sick of me. Honey, I mean sick and tired. Amen? Amen. Yeah, about uh, 19, probably about 87, uh, this amazing man who I'm sure had been discounted and written off, looked over, and uh, probably not taken very seriously, had uh, watched an episode uh, of, of a special report of a young lady that uh, played tennis in Czechoslovakia. By the time she was 25 years old, she was being awarded a check for $40,000 after winning a tennis match. And uh, as he looked on, uh, at the moment he was fatherless, but as he looked on, he had uh, this grandiose idea that uh, he would have him two children. Hadn't decided the gender just yet, but he was going to ensure that they were the first of their kind. Oh, Richard Williams right there in Compton, California, had uh, discovered that not many African-Americans were interested in tennis, but God forbid any had made records and uh, broken them and uh, set standards and changed the trajectory of African-American tennis players uh, for eternity after watching a television show. Listen, 
<laughs> Would somebody come look at this? This man with his devout Jehovah Witness lifestyle had concluded that nothing was going to change the trajectory of his thought process. Nothing would ever change his mind about how he felt, about what had hit his soul, that he had gathered and gained conviction in such a way that he was determined to accomplish that which he set out to do. Richard had uh, a, a determination to not just do this, but to do it in such a way that it would change history, it would change outlooks, it would change what focus actually looks like, his demonstration, his discipleship, uh, if you may, was not only stellar, but to date, as we watch Serena do what she does so well with her stallion legs and her bad hairdos, but I love her. She's a boss, period. She <laughs> exceeded even her eldest sister, who was the first of the first at 14 years old. Nine years after committing to a process at the ages of four and five, their father, who had no tennis background, who stood in his front yard and walked around his house prior to his children being born, before they had even lived one day, Richard Williams made signs that said, I'm going to have two champion tennis players and chanted it as he walked around his neighborhood. Yup, in Compton, California, he did. That's so raw. That's what we call vision. We're talking about disruption. Richard had determined in his heart and shared with his wife with his uh, uh, 78 page declaration of what his children would be. 78 pages of a plan for their lives. Somebody needs to mute their phone for us. He had written their lives out before conception. Similar to that scripture that I love so desperately, Psalm 139. 16, and before you lived one day, all the pages of your life were written in my books. He had a book of his own, Devout Jehovah Witness. Didn't speak in tongues. <laughs> Probably wasn't at prayer meeting real often, just full of integrity and character and discipline and focus. He decided what his children would be before they got here. And guess what, y'all? From the ages of four and five, he got their full cooperation. <laughs> they loved their father back. He was so strict, in fact, that uh, children's services came to check on them to make sure they were okay, could see rain, shine, sleet, or snow. We know the story. 
She'd be at the tennis courts in the rain, fighting the uh, the Crips and the Bloods, getting beat the brakes off of. So much so that when his teeth got knocked out, he made an active decision to walk around with them missing teeth because he knew that his daughters were going to be different, that he knew that his daughters were going to be disruptive, and disruptive they have been. From the ages of four and five, the myriad of uh, U.S. opens, the uh, consistent ridicule about their hair, and guess what, y'all? He raised them in the admonition of the Lord. Tennis was fifth on their list. It wasn't even first. He knew that character and integrity and morality and dignity would take them further, faster, once they got to the place that he had written in that 78-page plan. He told uh, Venus one day, you, uh, you're not just going to be the representing you. You're going to be representing every little black girl on earth at 14 years old. As she faced Sean Stafford, 1994, right here in the Bay. Yay! Y'all not ready? It took her and her family forever to walk down the corridor to this court, this 14-year-old girl that had been bred to win. She had been told from the time she could hold the tennis racket who she would be and what she would do and how she would do it and how she'd change history and how disruptive her life would be unapologetically. She walked on that tennis court the first time with plaques and beads, and her daddy dared somebody to say something. She trusted him. She'd be interviewed and they'd attempt to interrogate and to uh, belittle her confidence, and her father would let them have it. She told you what she told you, honey. She said what she said. Will somebody come look at this? In 1991, they moved to Florida, right? When she won the the first U.S. Open, he jumped over the tennis net and screamed, straight out of Compton, dig that. Didn't care anything about what they said about their hair because they talked about them like some dogs as they beat the brakes off of them every time they hit the court. They looked for them to lose. Eh. And every now and then they would, but it wasn't frequent. And even when they lost, every now and then you'd see them have a moment of emotional break, but it wasn't often because uh, that King Richard would suck it up, shut your mouth. We just came to play and have fun. <laughs> Yet all 78 pages of those words that he had written in his book exist as we onlook and just celebrated Serena the other day for being the number one player in the country, the best to ever do it, the GOAT, the great of all GOATs. They gon' be sick of me, tired, sick and tired, tired, and sick, say it up ways, backwards, sideways, roundhouse. Richard was for N-O-N-E, and all he was doing was being a father. A father with vision who understood that 
some things are cultivated and other things are made. Some things just manifest if only we believe. He believed with everything that he was that his children were unique before they ever arrived. Don't that sound something like Abba? I love the fact that his girls always honor him, even when they don't agree, even when they didn't understand. You see, Richard was the type of cat who didn't take no for an answer. He had already governed in his mind via reading books and watching movies. All he did was read books and watch movies and listen to videotapes. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He is Jehovah's Witness, y'all. <laughs> See, it's something about the principles when they're put in place, they work for us. It's something about the laws and the precepts that have power to operate, whether or not we give them permission as long as we agree. Sometimes you got to agree uh, to disagree with certain things, but in most cases, when it comes to the vision that God has for your life, I promise you. Just like that great father, all you ever have to do is agree and cooperate with the written plan. <laughs> Manifestation is imminent. I promise I'm going to give you some words. Richard would take his children to the greatest coaches in the world. He didn't care what it took. And when he got there, he would tell them exactly what they were going to do and exactly how they were going to do it. He gave them his written plan his way. He didn't have a whole bunch of emotions. They talked about his mental well-being. And, yeah, sometimes, you know, when you believe a thing, sometimes you look a little off. Just a little bit, and it's cool. I, I don't mind. You can call me whatever you want to. <laughs> His plan for his children's lives exceeded even his understanding. He doesn't even probably realize to what degree he demonstrated what it looks like to believe only and do not doubt. Without the Holy Ghost, the principles work. Try that. Imagine what happens when you submit yourself to the will of the Father, the great I am the bright and morning star, the one and the only. Now, let's, let's would somebody get a load of this? Check this out. They going to be sick of me. What if, what if, what if? Imagine this, mute your phone. Imagine if you had something in mind because it was written. See, because the truth is that before you lived one day, your life was written. And forever and ever and ever, based upon culture, which uh, one thing I love about Richard, he never allowed his children to bend to what was happening around them. Their lives were guarded. There was a hedge around them called who we now call King Richard. King Richard told them that there was a certain 
time that they could date. There were a certain amount of hours that they could sleep. There were a certain amount of hours that they must train. And they stuck to that regimen. They stuck to that regimen and still today operate from a place of humility and integrity and character. He raised his children up in the admonition of the Lord, even though it looks different than what I believe. That thing was effective and efficient, and every single thing that he said came to pass. Let's let's go to the word, y'all. Let's go to the word, so y'all don't think I'm just uh, talking about tennis today, because this is not about tennis. And when you start to understand that the principles work for those who work them, the laws apply to those who legislate. When you understand what you have access to, you stop being afraid to operate from a place of power. Now, this reading is going to be a little bit lengthy, but I promise you, if you go with me for just a minute, it's going to make complete and utter sense. We're going to go to Numbers, the 14th chapter. I'm going to start at the fifth verse, and I'm going to read a bit. You guys, pardon me in advance because you know I might get a little hood with it because I need I need this to click to you. It says Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole assembly of the Israelite community. Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb son of Jethanu were all among those who scouted out the land and tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite community the land we passed through and explored is an extremely good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us into this land. The land is flowing with milk and honey, and it gives to us. But check this out. Don't rebel against him. Don't be afraid of the people in the land who will devour them. Their protection has been removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. While the whole community treated, uh, uh, threatened to stone them, the glory of the Lord appeared to all of the Israelites at the tent of meeting. Now I'm going to skip down to 16. Since the Lord wasn't able to bring this people into the land he swore to give them, he has slaughtered them in the wilderness. Now, let me give you some background before I go any further. The children of Israel at this point were complaining. They were murmuring. We should have stayed in Egypt. We should have never came here. We should go back. I'm hungry. I'm sleepy. I'm tired. They just wah, 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 wah. Somebody come look at this. Caleb and Joshua saying, check this out. I'm telling you, we got action. Not only do we have action, but God has already given us the instruction. All we ever have to do is go and do it. All we ever have to do is go and take it. And here they are, and the Lord is slow to anger and abounding in faithful love because Moses said, check this out, God, you, you can't kill them. I know they complained up there. I know they said uh, we should we should go back to Egypt. I know they said we would like to have some meat. I know they said all of this stuff. But if you kill them, then the people are going to think that you are not the God that you say you are. They're going to say, well, he couldn't deliver them out. And so God was like, eh, uh, all right, all right, you got, you got a point. You got a point. 
right? And so here it is that Moses and Caleb and Joshua are begging the pardon of the people. And it says, please pardon the iniquity of this people in keeping with the greatness of your faithful love, just as you have forgiven them from Egypt until now. And the Lord responded, I have pardoned them as you requested. I'm going to give these idiots a pass. I gave y'all a plan. I gave y'all an escape route. I gave you all some instructions. And instead, you want to do it your way. You want to have what you want to have. You want to go where you want to go. You want to do what you want to do, right? And so now here in verse 22, it says, none of the men who have seen my glory and the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tested me these 10 times and didn't obey me. You, All you had to do was what I said. <laughs> what I said the first time, I, I, I have written this thing out for you. There is a script already in play and you trying to figure it out and you complaining about it and you whining and you, you, you sick and tired of being sick and tired, but still you won't comply with the process. I know you don't get it. Right? I, I know, but I tell you what, since you want to be a wah-wah, since you want to cry and whine and complain all the time, since you don't want to cooperate with my agenda, I tell you what, now you ain't going. Ain't no, pro ain't no promised land. You, you don't even have the common sense to repent, to change your posture, to fix and regulate your heart, to just go with what I've said concerning your life. And now here we are where everybody is not only not only frustrated, not only thrown off, but, but listen to this. They complained, they murmured, they fussed, they bickered, they argued. And so then guess what God said? Tell them, as I live, this is the Lord's declaration. I will do to you exactly as. I heard you say. Uh, this morning, I, I want to ask you a question. What you say? Where you at? What you on? Whose instructions are you following? What script or plan do you have in hand? My silence is intentional. The real question. What you will discover about great, there are patterns and programs, systems and cycles that are in place to ensure that the outcome is imminent. Their morning routine most adults wouldn't be able to adhere to. Their disciplined regimen in the process um, would probably be frowned upon by many of us because we generally want what we want. We want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. Our motivation is generally our desired outcome from a place of being completely self-absorbed. 
we look around and peer at culture and we make decisions for our lives that don't always uh, wane to be a blessing to us. What you'll recognize about this amazing story is that the only people that were able to go into the promised land were those under the age of 20 and Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb were the picture poster children for faith. They were the instructors of the new and coming culture of the fact that we were given instructions to go spy out the land, to come back and to uh, expect the promises of the promised land. There was a promised land to get to. And Joshua and Caleb, out of all of the tribes of Israel, had the unmitigated gall to come back and say, we can take them. You got to be cut different. You got to come from a different type of a cloth to believe uh, in a place called Victory City when it is so much bigger than anything I could ever imagine that even wrapping your mind around it sounds borderline slow when you know you need at least $10 million <laughs> to even start to break ground. You you got to know that it's written in a script that don't have nothing to do with you because that doesn't even make sense. Imagine what Richard Williams felt like when it had never been done. What in your life feels and seems absolutely impossible because what we just heard was a testimony of something that had nothing to do with anything other than a decision that had been made that he never veered from, a written plan that we get to read every single day similar to those that were coming out of the land of Egypt. The Israelites had a promise, and most of them didn't get to see it because they spent more time grumbling and complaining than they did just obeying the voice of their father. <laughs> they were whining the whole way there. Would somebody come look at this? All Richard did was employ principles, precepts, and laws designed to govern our lives to get us to the next appropriated place. We may believe different, but let me tell you what he did. He believed and did not doubt, and we get to look at it. Anybody that would have the nerve to create picket signs and walk around their property in Compton, California, and get the brakes beat off of him consistently for saying, this tennis court, I don't care how many drugs you used to sell here, this is where my kids practice, you moving. He understood his authority. When he showed up as he met each coach, he would tell them, these are going to be number one world-breaking champions of the world. If you know like I know, you should get them now. Because tomorrow's price ain't going to be today's price. He would check them quick, too. God forbid they win, win another game in their face. Imagine Caleb and Joshua as they came back and they saw the spoils and, and they recognized that as Jesus, as, I'm sorry, as the Spirit of God would meet them at the tent of meeting, 
right? And and he would tell them what the next move was. He would tell them, listen, I've taken, I've stripped them of their power. All you got to do is show up. Your authority is in me. Your authority is in the fact that I've already given you the instructions. What if, how about, Maybe if you would believe God and take him at his word for that which he showed you that makes absolutely no sense. I'm sure Richard had so many sleepless nights on the the times where he couldn't pay his mortgage and he would lose things and get beat up and broke down. He would get rejected and abandoned. He would go from one coach to the next coach, but he saw the promise. He saw the outcome. He didn't let anything stop him, Joshua and Caleb who are still household names right now to this day in our lives. They understood the principles. They understood and heard the voice and recognized the voice and the sound of God. They knew when there was an authoritative place that they would be able to stand in and declare that which the Lord had already declared. And it is the Lord's decree that I will do unto you whatever you say. Richard said it, he stood on it, and that settled it. Those children were so confident in what their father had said, they didn't care how old you were. I came to win this game. I don't care nothing about how many years you've been playing, ma'am, sir. I don't care how old you are. I'm 14, I am, and I'm going to beat the brakes off you every chance I get. I'm going to play harder because I've trained harder. I'm going to beat you because I focused on the outcome, and that was the victory. My daddy needs this money, so I'm going to do, do whatever I can to win this game so we can get to a better trainer. I'm going to live where he say live. I'm going to go where he say go. That man would pack up his family in a moment behind chasing that 78-page script that he had written out for his children. We got a whole 66 books of uh, a script. We got a whole foundational, fundamental, instructional tool that we refuse to abide by because it's too much like focus. It's too much like discipline. It's too much like discomfort. It's too much like disruption. It's too much like I got to change how I operate in order to be everything that God called me to be. Let me tell you something. We're in a season that your purpose is necessary. Who you are, what you were created to be, what you were created to do, who you were created to disrupt, what you were created to disrupt in this dispensation requires a different level of focus. It requires opening your mouth and declaring some things into the atmosphere, even though you can't see them. It requires knowing the voice of God in such a way that it doesn't matter what happens. You won't be distracted or deterred. You understand that if the principles work, if the laws and the precepts work, all I got to do is show up and work the laws, the principles, and the precepts, and it's got to manifest. It's mandatory. It's being done all over the world. The only problem is church and religion will have you thinking that it's not for you. Would you come look at this? <laughs> I promise y'all going to be sick me by the time it's all over. There are things that God wants to get in your hand, but you've got to agree with the plan. You can't have your own agenda. 
You can't have your own idea. It's so minuscule in contrast to the unforgettable purpose that he has already written out for your life. Somebody is going to mention you years after you're gone if you agree with what's written. But as long as you keep trying to rewrite the script, as long as you have your own plan, your own agenda, your own objectives, I'm telling you, we're going to forget all about you. We're not even going to know you was here, child. Yep, I said that. I came to disrupt your bad thinking. I came to lift your thought process. You grazing too low. There are things that God wants to put in your hands, not for you, dodo bird, for the generations that come after you. See, Serena's baby ain't never going to experience poverty. Now, she might still get checked by granny, but what she's not going to do is ever be broke. Richard interrupted culture. He interrupted atmospheres all across the globe with his two little brown babies and their white beads, with Serena with her thick thighs and perfect waist and her strong arms and her hellified backhand. You don't want it. Knowing the game inside and out, playing the game not to entertain but to win. Caleb and Joshua with that same mentality. We could do it. We could take them. We just need a few of y'all. Get this. And because they believed, even though they were surrounded by a bunch of cowards, a bunch of scary cats, a bunch of wah-wahs, a bunch of crybabies, honey, check your company. Make sure that the people that are around you know what's written of you. Make sure that the people around you know that it's necessary that you live an accountable life, a disciplined life, a focused life, not because you think you better because self-righteousness is worse than sin. Child, I'd rather deal with a sinner than somebody who thinks they such a much any day. Get away from me with your high-minded self. They had the instructions, but better than that, they understood the language of the teacher. As we prepare to disrupt lives all over the world, yep, I'm talking to you this morning. You. You were designed to interrupt things. See, what you notice is, even if you go back and you read that entire number, it's too long for me to read to you this morning, but I want you to go back, and especially for those of you that are fasting today, there are passages that say, listen, you don't have to have to worry about who's over there in the land. I've already overcome them. That part is already done. You don't have to worry about whether or not they accept you or they like you or they greet you warmly or they stay with you till the end. All you know is this. You got your father. You got this plan. And he has a vision for the outcome. I need you to know this morning. I hope you're listening to me. You got your father, he has this written plan, and he has a vision for your life, and he's been declaring it. The heavens right now are declaring the glory of God, hallelujah, and the firmament showeth his handiwork day after day, utter speech, and night after night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where his voice is not heard. The heavens are resounding with the greatness of who you are. The heavens are blaring. You can do it. Your cloud of witnesses, according to 
of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, are cheering you on. Your ancestors are saying, I didn't know I could break religion. I didn't know that I could break records. I didn't know that all I had to do was agree with the plan, but you still here. You can change the trajectory of our bloodline if only you agree. If only you agree. You were created. You were designed to make somebody so frustrated with your grace that what it does is pull them out of mundane and forgettable places. Because uh, at the end of the day, somebody inspires all of us to be what God called us to be. The great thing is that we have this word. We have Abba. The Bible says that the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. I thank God for the Holy Ghost and the leading and guiding that even when people don't understand, Dion, why did you do that? Why are you doing this? Why don't you go here? Why don't you go there? Listen, I've got a script that I read on a regular basis, but more than that, I've got a God that I can hear clearly and agilely, and I don't have a problem with agreeing with what's already written of me because I got to make it a point to make y'all sick of me sick of watching God do exactly what he said in such a way that it provokes you to know that if he would do it for me, he's got to do it for you. He's a God that never fails. He's a God that always keeps his promise. He's a God that cannot be shifted or swayed from anything that he said. He said that it is written of us. All you got to do is know what's written, y'all, and then believe. The other day, I, I called Josiah on FaceTime. He was at Walmart, as he would be if he was at home. It looked like he was right down the street at the Walmart near us. And my baby's face was just as bright and light and airy. And I, I hung up the phone because all I could do was smile when I looked at him. He's such a big boy. He's so different. He is so um, in agreement with what's written of him. And so unconcerned, so unmoved by things that others would be moved by. It blessed my heart. And I was on my way uh, from going to go visit a friend, and all I could see was his little face. And I remember the day I asked him, hey, so what we doing? You, you living or you not? You staying or you going? He asked me, say, mom, if I go, will you be all right? I, yeah, I would be. I would be fine. But that's not what I asked you. I asked you, what do you want to do? How you want to do this? My baby looked at me, and at the time, his eyes were sunken in. He hadn't eaten for days. And that boy said, "I think I'll stay with you, and I'm gonna go ahead and live." And I said, "All right. Well, then that's what we're doing." And it's what we began to declare. He was 14 years old at the time. And I'll just be honest, I, I said it with my mouth, but my understanding hadn't caught up with what was already written of him just yet. I was still in the middle of process. He was still breaking religion off. He was still breaking off fear. And uh, the more that boy fought to live, ah, the more he fought to live, the more I believed God, the stronger he got, the stronger my faith became. 
The Bible says that miracle signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. He believed. For both of us, at the time, it shifted my faith. It made me understand that uh, our days are written, our days are numbered, our uh, moments in life. God already has them planned out. My baby just agreed with what was written in heaven. And it empowered me to change everything about how I thought. Uh, it, it empowered me to break the limits off of God. I, I thought about that baby's face and I began to worship. I have no idea, well, I know, but have no idea how I made it all the way home. I worshiped for at least 40 minutes. And, and in the process, it just made me so grateful. I could just come and look at this. <laughs> this boy who they declared uh, they'd make comfortable until he left is over there in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, child, working at Walmart, making California wage in Georgia. That's about $10 more than probably his manager makes, child. The favor of God that rests on that baby's life blows me away. Would you come and look at this? <laughs> A sovereign God that only needs your agreement. He don't need you to do nothing fancy. He don't need your stinking money. He's trying to get some to you so you can change the trajectory of your bloodline. As I watch his father's face be infused because he refuses to quit. As I watch his grandparents uh, be overwhelmed with joy just knowing that he's alive. His grandmother will come back and forth and I'm just grateful, y'all telling you y'all gonna be sick of me because I've been fooled around and I got it. I don't got everything and I ain't perfect. But let me tell you what I know. I agree with what is written of me in the heavens and I ain't got nothing to complain about. I don't care about the disruptions. I don't care about the interruptions in my agenda or my plan. Let me tell you what I care about. I care about the fact that my children will never fight the demons that my great-great-grandmother refused to. I care about the fact that my grandchildren won't ever look at the demons that I looked at once upon a time. I care about the fact that when I leave here, uh, you will not forget about me. You are, in fact, going to be sick of me. Can somebody come look at this? Oh, I don't, I don't care about any of it. I don't care about the casualties on the way. It's all par for the course. I thank God for the process. And I thank God for examples like Richard Williams, who didn't care what the odds were. He didn't care what the naysayers said. He wouldn't allow anything to distract or deter his children. He wouldn't let culture get on his kids. He wouldn't allow them to mix and mingle with any and everybody. He kept who they were pure and before the father all the time. He taught them the basic principles and precepts. And if the principles and precepts work for folks, why wouldn't you employ them? Why wouldn't you believe and agree with what is written of you? Not just for you, but for your children and your children's children. It's the season of disruption. I hope I made you uncomfortable. I hope somebody is offended because what I said was, as long as you disagree with what's written of you, we're going to forget all about you. And I said it again on purpose. I need you to hear me. Somebody is waiting for you to agree with what is written, for you to believe that it is for you. 
and for you to operate from a place of authority like you know is already yours because the enemies that you thought you would face have already been defeated. I pray that something that I said encouraged you. I pray that you get the revelation that it's for you. But more importantly, I pray that you get in your spirit. Honey, I want them to be sick of you. Sick of you winning. Sick of you upgrading. Sick of you next leveling. Sick of you and your new free mindset. Sick of you and your consistency. Sick of you and your relentlessness. Sick of you and your focus. I want them to be so sick of you, honey, that they come ask you now, how did you do that? <laughs> All right, y'all. That That's it for me. Uh, there may be somebody joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say good morning before we go into our regular greeting. If there is anyone who is new to the call, listen to the instructions. If there anyone in, is anyone who is a first-time caller, not a 13th-time caller, a first-time caller, or this is the first time you've ever said good morning, can you do so now? Good morning, Pastor Dion. I haven't said good morning yet. This is PR. I'm on my way to the hospital for a procedure. I didn't get on the phone in time enough, so if you all would pray for me, I would be grateful for that, as well as um, God giving me favor with my apostle over um, the ministry. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. Amen. Praying for your surgery. And, uh, yeah, praying for your surgery. If there's anybody who's never said good morning, never said good morning, this is your first time calling, now is the time for you to do that before people who have been on the call say anything. Anybody? Going on. Maybe you've been on the call for a while and you just never said anything. You're welcome to say something as well. Anybody? All right. Are there any men on the call that would like to say good morning before these ladies from Rashad over the hello and greeting peace? Any fellas that want to say good morning? Good morning. Declare victory. God bless you all this morning. Good morning, Brother Jeff. Any of our other fellas? Amen. All right. It's open. Let's do it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Juanita. Hey, Denise. Hey, Juanita. Good morning. Good morning. This is Krishanda. Who said you couldn't? Who said you can't? God bless you. (laughs) Amen. Good morning, good morning. It's Moxie. Hey, Mox. Good morning. Good morning, morning Gigi. Good morning, Hey, Gigi. And, and who else? I'm sorry. Patsy. Patsy. Hey, Patsy. Good morning. Good morning. It's persistent. Hey, persistent. Good morning. Good morning. This is Determined Darlene. Hey, good morning, darling. Good morning, Saints. This is Leisha. Hey, Leisha. Good morning. Good morning. This is Prosperous Ham. Hey, Prosperous. Good morning. 
Eat up that food, boy. Good morning, boy, Resilient Rosanna. Hey, Resilient, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Glorious. Love you, sis. Hey, good morning. <laughs> Love you more. Good morning, Miss Kathy. It was a timely word. Amen. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Lori. This is who? I'm sorry, babe. This is Lori. Hey, Lori. Good morning. Is this your first time calling? Or your first time no. saying it? Oh, okay. Good morning. Good morning. This is Topaz. Hey, Topaz. Good morning. Your sound is changing. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> hmm I hear it. Good stuff. Oh, good morning. This is dedicated Denise. Great declaration. Hey, Denise. Good morning. Thank you. Anybody good else? Morning. Good morning to the dopest, most radicalist uh, commentator ever, autobiographer. Love you, sis. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Shia. And Judy, good morning, sister. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. Hey, Tosh. Good morning. Good morning, Tosh. This is Johnny Cutter calling in from Fairfield. Glad to be on. It was blessed. Hey. Hey, how are you, Johnny Cole? Good to hear your voice this morning. Amen. 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 Anybody else? All right. Hey, good morning, Chris. Good morning. Questions, comments, commentary. Good morning again. This is Topaz. Um, I wanted to say great declaration. I heard so much. I heard um, as you were telling the story about the Williams sisters, I heard Habeka Tutu. And um, that's what it reminded me of. He had the vision. He wrote it down. And at an appointed time, it came to pass. So, um it was just a confirmation that I need to start writing some stuff down. I need to start writing some stuff down so that I can see it, you know, manifest. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Blessings to you, Topaz. Good morning. This is Prosperous. Um, yeah, I was so, I really enjoyed it too. Um, many of you guys know how much I, I just loved watching um, Serena play and just those Williams sisters. And I just think about when you were talking about Richard Williams, um, a few things. Um, I think it's it's very powerful when you, you know, you're walking with someone, this is how God is, you know, you're hearing his voice as a child coming up, you know, that gets into your spirit, that fighting spirit. And <clears throat> the way that he, people would make fun of him, he didn't look like the normal people. I think of Noah building that ark. He People thought he was crazy. People thought Richard was crazy. But look at what he produced. Look, look at what he did with God in the in the in the midst of all of it. Um, there's just so much, so many layers to um, the story of that family 
that it's so inspiring and so inspirational and you have to and it, it doesn't need to make sense it might not make sense to you you know how you were saying pastor dion i hope you get sick of me i'm not sick of you you walk in your walk out <clears throat> i gotta walk mine out too and it might not make sense for you maybe it's not maybe it doesn't need to but as long as i'm doing what god puts in my spirit i am going to be good and so just god bless you for that declaration it was wonderful it was just very inspiring Loved it. Have a blessed day. Amen. You have a blessed day as well, Prosperous. Keep going. Anybody else? Hey, can you hear me? I can. So first of all, let me let me sneak out the classroom while you babies can't find me. Just the whole declaration was a joke. Like Wow, you told the story of just greatness and and belief, and I like the part that you mentioned him being Jehovah Witness. None of that even matters because he truly believed and he didn't doubt. That's what I got mostly out of it. His belief, him truly believing in everything that he went through, getting his feet knocked out, you know, fighting the gangbangers, all of that for greatness, and then how you just want to how you um reminded me about generations like. I won't be unforgettable because I know the legacy that I'm leaving, not just with my children, but a lot of other children. Um, just being bolder about the choices and stuff that we make. So I'm grateful for you telling us. You're going, could somebody come look at this? Would you just look at all this that people are doubting? It doesn't matter about doubt. Well, who cares? Just like um, Pam was saying, they thought Noah was crazy. Yeah, Dion, you know, it's been eight, almost nine years, and we've been called everything but witches, cults, and everything else on the television. We've been called witches. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but we are, and the same people that did it called for prayer. You called in listening and hit us in the inbox for prayer. But I just love you. Mm -hmm. And Josiah, 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 last thing I'm going to say, I hit nephew the other day, and he was like, Auntie, I just used um, the, your gift for me to get some books or something. I was like, okay, so that means I know. Every now and then, I'm having a show. He can keep his books, but he's working at Wally Mart getting paid. I'm going to be like, hey, just like, you know what I'm saying? But I'm glad that he looks so good, and that's just, that just blessed my soul. I love you so like this, and I thank you for sharing Josiah, Demario, and Deontay with me. Love you. Amen. Love you more. Amen. Amen. Good morning. This is Juanita. Um, I also was I was excited when you said that Josiah was working and all of that. I thought that was amazing. So um, I'm happy for him. But um, I just thank you for your declaration. Everything about it was just real and just kind of hit home, too, about um, just being able to have a plan. You know, I mean, God has his perfect plan for us, but also for us to be able um to write things down and, and, and watch it manifest and pray um, and work it out, you know. So that's something, you know, that um, um, I just thank you. I don't even know how to word it, word it. But, yeah, I do appreciate your decoration this morning. Love you. Amen. Love you more, Sunita. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else? Amen. Uh, I want to say that. Oh, hey, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ben. No, no. I just wanted to say just thank you. And it was in your 
I didn't hear it all, but I had it on and uh, was up in the middle of the night praying and had to, I'm just, I'm just, I'm still dealing with that schedule that the Lord has me on. So sometimes I don't make it. I get on, but I fall back to sleep. But your words were so clear, so edifying, so motivating that I had visions in my dream here. You were in my dream as I'm sleeping half between two worlds and you pulled me, what you said pulled me out and lifted my head up and I stood up in bed and started listening to you on this side versus the other side or in between Mm -hmm. the two sides, whatever that was. (laughs) And, 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 um, I had so many visions coming at me on both sides with what you said. And I just want to say thank you because you were stirring my spirit. And I'm sure you were stirring everybody's spirit just to whether or not they were conscious and aware of it. So um, I just so appreciate you. And I am in agreement with what the word says about me and us. And I want my freedom, too, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just want to say thank you for you. Just God bless you. God bless you, woman of God. Thank you. Thank you for that. Amen. Anybody else? Yes, hi. Um, this is Darlene. I just wanted to thank you for um, everything you said today and this little um, this scripture. The race isn't given to the swift nor the strong, but he that endures to the end. Come on. It's the truth, baby. It's the truth. Keep going. You win if you do not quit. Yes, thank you. Amen. Glad to have you here, Darlene. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Dion. You know what? I love your life. (laughs) You know why? Because Uh -uh. you keep it 100. And you talk about what you're really going through, and you talk about how you overcame, and you make it so plain. You know, when you was talking, I was in the grocery store shopping to get my daughter some stuff for, you know, lunch. And I just wanted to run up and down the aisles, hollering, hallelujah, hallelujah. But I already knew that I couldn't do all that. But what I was going to say was that the correlation you made between uh, the Williams family and the kingdom of heaven, girl, you've been doing some research. I just appreciate your <laughs> level of commitment. And your willingness to go to any length so that you can get this and that we can get it. And I'm over here excited because I'm like, yeah, Alicia, you're doing the right thing. Just keep God first. Keep going hard and just let God elevate you. Just trust God. Trust his word even when it don't look like it. So, you know, I got a 14-year-old. And, you know, them teenagers be going through all kind of mood swings, a whole lot going on at the school. You know, they feel in all kind of ways. And so when I go pick my daughter up right now, we about to have us a powwow in the car. So I'm about to encourage her, girl, you better know that God loves you. Girl, you better know that it's a call on your life, no matter what it feel like, no matter what it looks like. 
you know, so you just encourage me to make sure that I'm encouraging the generation under me because I'm okay, but what about the people coming behind? What about the people who need to hear this word? And that's why I love you because you could have took your blessings and went on, but instead you stopped to say, let me talk to the declare victory. Let me go on and keep fasting and praying. Let me keep on spreading this good news. I see you on Facebook spreading good news because that's what it takes. You can't keep it unless you give it away. And so I'm just excited about the kingdom of God. I'm excited that he's using you to set the captives free. You know, so I don't want to just take over the call. So I'm going to go on and quiet down. But I'm excited. You got me fired up on this Wednesday morning (laughs) early in September. I'm like, yeah. I'm finna go. Yeah. Man, God just promoted me and gave me a new job. Well, I ain't stressed out. I get to work from home. I'm like, go here, God. So I'm just excited. Thank you so much. And, you know, everybody have a blessed and a beautiful day. Would somebody come look at this? Come on, Lee. That's what's up. Good stuff. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> hey, man, anybody else? Hey, this is this, this I didn't. I didn't hey. hear none of the call. I want you to know, I didn't hear not. Lisa has fired me up, though. <laughs> <laughs> listen, oh, listen, she usually be chill. I love to, I love when she uh, when she comes on and makes comments. They're always um, insightful. But um, I got to tell you, honey, I heard a little change in that sound this morning, too. I'm excited <laughs> about that. And praise right. Jesus. Praise you. Just, I mean, I'm mean, excited. Lisa, you've been here for at least seven years, haven't you? I mean, you've been, you alone. About, about four, about three or four. Really? Mm-hmm. It seemed like longer mm-hmm. than that, but I, I'm excited for your excitement. Um, I meant to get on the call, but when I tell you, ooh, anyway, it's okay. I get a pass. It all, it happens to all of us. <laughs> it does. I love it you, does. sis. Love you. I'm going to listen to the playback for real, though. <laughs> okay. Amen. You know Anybody what? I'm else? sorry. I want to. I do. I want to share a testimony. I mean, just how God is so good. I love when you were talking about Josiah, Pastor Dion. Oh, just seeing his beautiful face um, and just talking about, I remember when you said you were sharing a few years ago, like you're sharing now, I took out, you know, you were in a really, you were having a really difficult time and he was not well. And you asked him, okay, what are we going to do? I remember when you talked about this a few years ago. and that God is so amazing. And I just want to give glory to God, too, because you guys remember praying for my mom. Like, I wasn't sure um, what, you know, was going on. It was just rough. But do you know the doctor looked at her at her last appointment, and she was just in shock. Like, this is how God, God is amazing. She was like, I am so, she was telling my mom, I'm so proud of you, because my mom had lost so much weight. This was maybe one or two years ago, you guys remember, you guys are lifting her up um, so strongly in the Lord. And God just has just made it such a huge turnaround that she's doing so well. God is so good. He's amazing. And I thank him. And I wanted to share that too. When you were talking about how Josiah is doing, I want to give glory to God, how he He heals. He's amazing. So I just wanted to share that. And I'm so beyond grateful for each and every one of you. You guys all prayed. And look at God. Hallelujah. Good stuff. Good stuff. It's real. (laughs) It's real. Hey. 
passed off, whatever. And you also said about, for instance, the the amount of uh, sacrifice and hard work and just what the girls, Serena and Venus, put in. Just some of the stuff we complain about. You know, I was thinking this morning, I woke up this morning with a headache. I was like, first I was like, the wine went because I had to get to the school before six. And I was like, girl, if you don't get up, wash your face, take a bath, and get to that school and praise God because you got a headache. I mean, you can, you're still here. So I just, when you were talking about that, some of the things that we shouldn't even take for granted. I mean, we know it's hot. We know, we know everything is going on. But, God, so I'm just grateful too. I'm like, Pam, when we change our heart posture, and if we start worshiping, worshiping instead of worrying or doing wow, wow, like you said, it's not being petty, but just going to pray. Get some pots and pans like Sister Chan, who I'm going to get because she blessed me again yesterday. Pam, I'm fighting you on spot. But I'm just saying we got to stop complaining about stuff because life is going to happen. We're going to have aches and pains. We're going to have grief. We're going to have loss. We're going to have all of that. But if we really just tap in and get like you we because I want y'all to be sick of me. Well, some of y'all are wrong here. Come look at this. I want to just ask that. I love you. <laughs> love you more, pretty. Good morning. This is Shirley. Um, I love what you were talking about. The last caller or something that she had said. <clears throat> and sometimes I think what I'm going through is more than God can handle. But then I realized that uh, he didn't bring me to it to bring me through it. So I got crazy enough for it. But she said about we complain about some of the simplest things. And I started thinking about how hot it was. And then yesterday when I was driving and I start seeing the homeless, and then I start asking God, you know, we complain because, you know, we have to lower our temperature. We can't, you know, put on our AC all day. And here they are. And I just, I, I stopped complaining because I still have a house. I may be uncomfortable for a couple of hours. Because uh-huh. we focus so much on ourselves, see, we won't even focus on those that really need prayer. And so I just wanted to say thank you for that last comment. You just reminded me how grateful I am to keep you from complaining because of our being uncomfortable. And sometimes we are uncomfortable. But I also believe that's when God also works, doing our uncomfortableness. No question about it. It's it's in the most uncomfortable moments where you experience the greatest changes. It's, it's look, it's not what I think; it's what I live. I thank God for discomfort. It it doesn't feel good. I don't always like it, but let me tell you what I do. I appreciate it because I know what it yields. So listen, I, I'm I'm grateful. Thank you for sharing that. Great share. Amen. Anybody else? Oh, man. Well, y'all know me. I'm not going to be the dead horse. I just pray that somebody's encouraged. I pray that you get it this morning. I pray that you understand, for real, something you can control. Some outcomes you can dictate, especially if it's already God's plan. I want to encourage somebody who feels like, the things that you're dreaming about, the things that you, you feel in your heart and mind to do that seem absolutely absurd, do that. I know you may not see what to do and how to get 
to the other side, but I, I promise you there's something to it. And if you trust the process and surround yourself with people who know that God has a determined plan for you, that he's already written out what it should look like, that all you literally have to do is agree with what he said, and somebody's life is going to change, not just yours, but every person that you're called to. Serena and Venus's father told them, you're not just going to make history. You're going to change how every little black girl in the world looks at you. He said it, and today it is so. Tennis is now not monopolized by non-melanated people. It's Ali Ali Oxen free in this thing because Richard saw something greater and he believed it relentlessly. And no matter what he experienced, no matter the racism, no matter the uh, the rejection, no matter the people laughing at him and calling him crazy, he ain't care. He just kept going. If the principles work for him. Let me explain. They will also work for you, but you got to work them. You got to have the courage to believe against what it is that you think you see in such a way that you learn how not to take no for an answer and stay focused even when you don't get it. Somebody needs to mute their phone. You've got us on speaker. Can you, can you mute? Thanks so much. Amen. I'll give uh, one last opportunity if anybody has anything to say before we go. Hey, Pastor Dion. I do. This is Cynthia. Okay, um, Cynthia, I heard when I hold on. I also heard Ruth Ann. Is that right? Did I hear Ruth? Yeah. Too? Uh-huh. Okay. So go ahead, Cynthia, and then go Ruth. Um, I enjoyed your declare. I enjoyed what you um spoke on. I a lot of times I go back and listen to the recall and write things down. I just want to say I enjoyed you. And also, um, um, I just want to say um, I was on um, the call walk out, and um, I had um, expressed myself. But I want to uh, apologize because I don't – I had expressed myself and I um, said some words not trying to def- defend, not trying to offend anybody. And um, I just want to apologize because <clears throat> I don't want to, um, I don't want people to, I don't, just don't want to um, be wrong at what I say and what I do. I had um, said some words because I was expressing myself Someone made me upset, and I'm trying to learn how to, um, when things go wrong, how to handle it a little different. And I got on the call, and I know the call is for us to express ourselves, but I guess I was probably a little overexpressive. So I, I want to apologize to whoever's on the phone that was on Walk It Out. That's it. All right, got it. That's you. You probably you probably need to uh, re- repent to the host of that that call. But thank you for doing that. Got it. Got it. Go ahead, Ruthann. Good morning, beautiful ladies, beautiful people. Um, so this past Saturday, I dealt with a situation, and if it hadn't been for this month's 
topic on distractions or just who God has allowed me to be or changed me to be, I would have handled it totally different. So we had to hire a driver the last few months because Kyle sprained his foot. And um, so we've been paying this guy what we can do to sales and all that. So his wife, the, the, the guy's wife, she texted me and she said she wanted to make sure he made a certain amount of money. I never responded because I don't deal with her. I deal with him. So that morning, she, because um, I never responded to her message because I kind of know how she is because how they, how he and her react. Uh, um, and I've seen them, you know, how they, how they treat each other. And I said, I'm not going to get into this because I, I, it was obvious something had happened. This lady texted me from the time I left Sacramento, which was about 6 o'clock in the morning, to the time I got to um, uh, the Pride Parade on Saturday, just hit me with all kinds of stuff. And I tell you, I wanted to go in on her so bad. And Kyle was like, what is wrong with her? She kept texting the same messages over. She kept texting, texting all this all this hoopla. I don't even know what she was saying. until I, I didn't even read the messages until yes was the other day because I said I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let her throw me off course. I'm on my way to the Pride Parade, my first time with the food truck in, in Oakland, and I have a job to do, you know. And I was like, I'm not supposed to be thrown off. And she was hitting me with all kinds of stuff, and I'm like, why? What, what's going on? Something's going on between them, and she's taking it out on me. And so I just want to say. And, and I remember listening to Marcus's uh, his uh, declaration on Friday, and I and I remember he was talking about the young the kid that was in a class and disrupting the class, and how he walked out and then the kid you know eventually just left the room. But I said I will not respond to this message because I said Kyle, <laughs> if I go in on her, but I said no 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 let me ref- oh, no 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 let me let me get on to my job let me and we did well. I'm glad that I didn't respond. I'm, I thank God for this prayer line. I thank God for who I'm, who I'm, I'm, I've changed. Who I, I'm not who I used to be, you know, because it would have been, it would have ended different, and it could have caused him and Kyle's uh, whole uh, friendship. So thank you for this month's topic, distractions. And Kyle said, you know they're going. He said, just because y'all talking about it, you know they're going to come. So this is your time. And it was. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ooh, I wanted to go in, y'all. Ooh, I had a whole bunch you, of different words. You wanted to be real, 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 Richmond? <laughs> wait a minute. No, I told Kyle, I said, ooh, she, she don't even know. They used to call me Ruth Ann. Right. <laughs> right, right. That part. Oh, God. So they call me Chef Ruth now, so it's all good. <laughs> Amen. Chef Ruth, you got a name change. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Can I say well, one more thing? I know y'all started, yes. y'all y'all gonna be sick of me, um, but I just one more thing because I uh, about the whole Serena thing. I know y'all tired of me, but um, I would remember. I just remember too. You know how you're talking about the cloud of witness. I was just so inspired just watching Tiger Woods was up there, like other people who have been now. You whatever you think about him. But he went through some stuff, too, on that golf course, being the only, you know. So I was just so inspired. And it was inspiring, too. That cloud of witnesses is real because we rejoice. I mean, I know in heaven they're, like, rejoicing for us. Like, um, it was just so many things that I related to just the word and just this walk um, to that. So, y'all, thank you for listening. I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Amen. Good morning, Dion. Yeah. Good morning, pretty. And who else is that? 
Miss V. Miss V. Go ahead, pretty, and then go, Miss V. Amazing declaration this morning. I did see the movie, and I was so inspired by the determination that he had for his children, and even to the point where he got beat down several times. Um, Thank you, Dion, for living your life out loud. And what I got in touch with is that Uh, Wait, 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 wait. Somebody needs to mute their phone. We hear your whole conversation in the background. Okay, please go ahead. Uh Um, What I got in touch with for myself is that I don't want much, but it's not about me. Like you said, it's about... um, our children and our grandchildren and our bloodline. So I have to get out of the the comfortability of what I want and what it what I want in my mind for me and what God wants for me and just be willing and be obedient. So I heard you loud and clear. Thank you. God bless Amen. you, woman. God I love bless you. you. I love you more. How about that? <laughs> Go ahead, Miss B. Good morning, Dion. I Good love morning. your declaration, <laughs> but I wanted to shout out to Ruth. I am so proud of you because I remember when. Listen. <laughs> I am so proud of you. So you keep your head up and keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Listen, because child, we we would we have called the whole Calvary for the poor lady. <laughs> the, la- the lady would have got it with with mouth, hands, and feet. Poor thing, she didn't know. What, she didn't know what she was doing. I'm glad she wasn't present. That would have been a whole nother story. Wait, Dina, can I just say the same thing? I said, she don't know. First of all, I have to represent delicious dishes. Because she would not say that Chef Ruth cuts her out. But I was like, why me, Lord? I kept, I was really saying, Lord, why me? Why today? I'm on my way to this job where I got to focus. I got to cook. I didn't spend rent money, everything on this job. I got to make my money. She messing with my money, Lord. I'm like, in my head, saying these things. Why is she attacking me? But then Kyle says, he said, Ruth, you're being tested. Mm-hmm. And I had to say, okay. My all all the way there, my phone is ding, 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 ding. I'm like, what? <laughs> you <laughs> what? Blocked her today? Movie. You should have just blocked her. Kyle said, no. He's I was gonna block her. He said, no. That's that means that you're responding. So just let them. And then she eventually stopped. So then she started blowing up her husband's phone. And then Kyle said that he was in the car. They was arguing. And she started crying. He said, Ruth, something's going on with her. And I said, okay. You know what? I'm good. It's not me. <laughs> right. Ooh, I wanted to, I wanted to go to Easter Hill on her. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awful. <laughs> that would have been awful, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for bringing our distance. We appreciate it. <laughs> Amen. Well, y'all, listen. It's fasting day. We fast from five to five every Wednesday. Um, don't don't hesitate to jump on board. Listen, you never know what that fasting is going to do for you and what it's preparing you for. There are things that are happening in the heavens 
There are things that are happening in the earth realm. All you ever have to do is prepare your heart and prepare your mind. I pray that you would go and grow in love. If you fast with us today, we meet right back here at 5 p.m. I love you, but I promise the Father loves you more. Ask him what his plan is. I dare you to agree with him and believe him without wavering. And everything that he showed you, go after it. Don't take no for an answer. Trust the process. Don't be afraid of being uncomfortable. Don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of confrontation. Honey, run into that thing head first, knowing that you are operating in his authority. You don't even got to use your own in his faith. You don't even got to use your own. All you got to do is put on to pull off. I'll hear you guys at 5 p.m. If not, I'll hear you tomorrow. I promise tomorrow is going to bless you. Love you all. Have an amazing, amazing day. And I'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Have a beautiful day. Love you, too. Have a blessed day, everybody. Thank you. Have an amazing day, everybody. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye, everyone.